We have limited time with him. After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis is here to uh, talk about what he knows about finding Prince Charming. Lori Roggenkamp is here to talk about meth alligators. <laughs> Joe Batanz is here to talk about all the sex he had when he was 13. We're all here for a very special episode of Finding Prince Charming right here on Afterthought Media. We just did an amazing episode of The Tea. Ended on a high note. <laughs> I was going to talk about a man with a 70 pound uh, te- swollen testicle. Just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell my own story. Thank you, Lori. <laughs> was that, that was really, that was it. That was it for The Tea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's how we end shows. Okay. I, that's how we well, I've heard it. I've heard it before, but I thought maybe we'd get like an after. I, I mean, I guess I'll have to look up the, but the debunked story about the meth alligators was not true. Yeah. So I guess he was just being hy- hyperbolic, but he Got was, it. he's now he's trying to say that it's not true, but it's not yet true. Basically they're trying to, they're trying to tell people like, which is, I it's kind of dumb because it's like, you know, these people don't want to get caught with meth. So basically what you're asking them to do is not get rid of evidence, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And so it's like, well, they're going to try and do all they can to get rid of evidence if they're being caught, you know, if they're being caught. So he's just like, Hey guys, I know that you are uh, doing a crime of cooking meth, but if you get caught, like just accept it and don't flush it down the toilet. So, kind of like how Robert got caught with the evidence of being an escort. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, we have, we have a lot of questions for Jay, and I want to talk about something that Jay revealed to me the other day. Um, but uh, but Lloyd, you said you now we've we've been teasing Jay Ellis on the show for a while. Are there any questions you can think of at the top of your head for Jay Ellis? Uh, what? What is what was the oh who was the craziest contestant you met or who was the did you meet all the contestants and who was the craziest? I didn't meet all of them and Chad was the most crazy. Who didn't who didn't you meet? Like like Charlie Um, and Nick or something? Okay, so Nick I talked to on the phone. Um, Charlie never talked to. uh, Oh my gosh, let me see if I remember the order. Danique is super sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, Broadney never talked to. Okay. and then past that, I want to say I've had contact with uh, Paul, Dylan, Eric, Justin. Uh, there's like somebody in the Chad. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God. And Sam. Sam. Mm-hmm. Yes. And how was Chad crazy? Like, what What did he say? So Chad was a, a special case because we covered the show. So the way that AfterBuzz works is it's a studio up in North Hollywood where we would record and simulcast the podcast. So they'd be released at the same time. And we got word that the entire cast, like the ones who were friends, like the, the final five who you see plus Robbie, they would all go to each other's houses and watch the show and then turn on our recap because we would be live to tape as soon as the show aired on, I think it was like Thursdays. Um, and so they would watch our show and then we'd have them call in and kind of give their impression of the show or whatever. So Chad, who normally lives somewhere, I don't remember where he used to live. I think he's in New somewhere York. Up, 
He was in New York. Okay. So he was stars. In, where? Stars. <laughs> oh yeah. He's in crazy. Um, so he was in town and staying with, not staying with, but hanging out with Eric, which is funny because that's the canary, as mm-hmm. we all remember. Yeah. So him well, and Eric were friends. One of the, one of the canaries. <laughs> one, just one of the canaries. Um, he was with <laughs> Eric, uh, Dylan, and... Well, he didn't get was, along with Dylan, though. But Dil- Okay, so Dylan was there. Oh. Um, that's why everything you see on the show is not always how it is, I guess. I can't remember who the other one was. Okay. Anyway, Justin? they were out in West Hollywood when we, so that night we had decided, hey, we're almost, it was the episode that Chad got kicked off the show or left the show. He left the show. Yeah. That's left the last the episode we, we recapped. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, right. So he had just gotten off the show and he, they were out in West Hollywood and the guys and I from my panel decided, hey, let's go out and celebrate. We're almost, we're toward the end of the show. We haven't really done a group hangout yet. And we ran into all of them. And they were all so drunk <laughs> that oh. Chad was just like a wild person. And they said, oh, we watch you. And they pointed to me. And they're like, you don't like our show, do you? And I said, no, I like it. It's just kind of a shit show. Like, it's it's fun to watch. But you guys are like, the show is not doing anybody any favors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he was just kind of bouncing around. He is shorter in person than I would have expected. Um, and he seemed kind of like they were showing the show this is bar 10 at the time. I think now it's called high tops. They were showing the show on the TV screens, kind of like how they would for a, a drag racing. And he was just rewatching his like freak out meltdown in the driveway on the TVs again. So he was just kind of, he was just kind of there and not there and just kind of all over the place. And if you listen to, he, we interviewed him on the phone. Um, he said that his excuse was that it was air conditioned in the pool house and yada, yada, yada. He had like excuses for the, the moves that he tried to put on Eric, but then it was confirmed that him and Sam had slept together. Really? So it was confirmed. Yeah, yeah Sam, so, Sam says yeah. it on the reunion. I will say that. Yeah. So Sam, Sam had called what? us. And told us oh, that. You said that there was nothing interesting. Sam, that's the only that's... interesting thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Sam, Sam confirmed it with us, and then um, Chad was still kind of not really because I think if you watch the show now with that knowledge, every time that Sam starts up, I think Chad is like, uh, uh, don't bring it up. Like, because I don't think they had cameras around the house. Mm-hmm. So really the only two that knew were them too. And then Sam was just kind of spilling that tea everywhere in, around the house. Oh, he was talking about it. I think afterward, after the show had aired, because really we wouldn't have had any knowledge that they hooked up unless Sam had told us. Oh, oh, that's right. Because, yeah, you said there were no cameras. There was no cameras like Big Brother style where it's just around the house. Jay is so burying the lead. He knows what I'm going to re- reveal right now in the show. And he's just trying to get away from it. Jay, I have one for you when you're ready. You have one? All right. Well, okay. Well, I want to ask Lori. Lori, who out of oh. the ca- out of the remaining contestants... Would you think that I would go out on a date with? Oh, that, okay. Oh, wow, Jay. That's re- weird that you brought that up. Oh my god. Okay. Out of the remaining, out of okay. So, so the after Chad freaks out and leaves, let's, we have Dylan. Chad's there. So let's put let's include Chad. Okay, so we have Chad, Dylan, Eric, Brandon, and Justin. Justin. And mind you, that four of those guys live in West Hollywood. So Dylan, Eric, Brandon, and oh no, I guess not. Chad and Justin are just in Seattle, and Chad is in New York. 
Oh, okay. So I was going to say Justin. Um, okay. So we were left with Brandon, Eric, and Dylan then. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to stick with my original answer. I'm going to say Justin. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Um, I went episode. Uh, Dylan came into studio and did an interview and we ended up going out to West Hollywood, like probably like a few days later, we set up everything and um, ended up having a really good time and going out. Um, and if I'm truthful, I, I did, I actually liked him a lot, but I was kind of playing it a little too cool and nothing ever really happened. Oh my God. Wait, you went on a date with Dylan? Yeah. <laughs> Did he corner you in uh, in the studio and talk to and yell scream at you for mm-hmm. uh scream talk at you for for 45 minutes to get you to go on a date with him? It's hard to explain but he was not he's not that person that's I, I the best way I can equate it to is that he was on a competition show and I think he treated it as a competition where uh they knew that to get screen time, to get their paycheck cuz they got paid per episode um to make an impact they had to just be a vocal otherwise you're just like a a floating in the background like i don't know who like who's a good example of that would you say Uh, like eric Eric hasn't really had his i mean he had his the hiv moment kind of floated in the background too don't you think who's brandon yeah i agree they haven't they have not given brandon his but see that i think that's that's actually backfired on on the them because the we and we know the final two are Brandon and Eric, so the two slow slow burns are the ones who get the most. You yeah, know, who get to the finals? And I really would have thought, like, if as you guys are talking about the show again, and you talk about who's getting the screen time and s- stuff, I'm thinking about the finale, and I'm thinking they did not even really explore who brandon was with his sobriety and his story about his brother being gay as well and mm-hmm. like they just don't give him that time to breathe i don't think and same with eric i'm like you, they, they really kind of shafted these two characters or i mean people and they don't really give them the time to shine until the very final episode so the ones who you're like oh i, I could see him with this person you're like i but i barely know them um oh, i lost the question i was gonna say they Shit. were originally going to hand out handkerchiefs instead of is that true ties. Yeah. What? So because the ties I were so sloppy, been, I think it would have been better because the ties are so cumbersome. You had to take them off and put them back on, and like a pocket square, not a handkerchief. Sorry, like a pocket square because they were going to dress formal for mm-hmm. every um re- rose or what's that? Not rose tie ceremony. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But and you saw in the first episode that Brandon didn't even have a collar. Yeah. So I think they realized that because it was mid June that they didn't have all the the sports jackets or the pot like the front squares for people mm-hmm. or the pocket squares. So they abandoned that idea and did like black ties from Ross just to put around people's necks. And were they the same ties throughout the entire? I think they kept, I think the guys kept them until each tie ceremony. And then uh, who were the producers? Were the producers uh, all, all older, uh, like 40, 40 year old women? who thought they knew what was best for gay men, because that's what we keep thinking is what's going on. That'd be a better question. I think for, if you guys get a guest on here, but um, as far as I know, the one who was a produce a, in production was a gay man who recruited the guys who lived in West Hollywood. So that's why so much of the cast is from LA or like surrounding areas like Robbie, Eric, 
Dylan. Th- those were like friends of friends, people, Paul at the time. So these are all people that lived in the area and they shot in the valley, I think. So it was like a quick transport to them. Any other like big things that happened that. So, you- well, I know that you, I know that you talked about it, but Robbie is Robbie, Chad and Charlie, I think had kind of scathing things to say after the show wrapped um, Robbie really let it loose about Robert having, I mean, t- treating him poorly and like yelling at him. So that was really the thing in Vulture that came out. As yeah. far as the show, everybody came out and except for, I think Brandon said that they were not super attracted to Robert or like really his personality or his style. Um, the only one who didn't really tell that to us and who knows, they could have been saving face um was we just because we didn't talk to him was brandon and paul i didn't know we didn't talk to them on air so i don't really know how they were feeling but like justin was like well so eric would okay uh to be to be determined (laughs) but i don't think that there was much love there okay but you'll there so i would suggest like if you're the people who really like the show and if they want the reunion, but not really reunion. We had Robert and the winner come into studio and do an interview for our final episode. And that answers a lot of questions and it's a good interview. They actually are really well-spoken the two guys, and you can just see the chemistry between them is not all the way there. So I think they were just fulfilling the contract for the show. And then that was, that was kind of it. Okay. Yeah. We did. We read an interview that Robert did, uh, and I think it said that, you know, almost immediately after the show that they parted ways and that he was like, I think I'm going to start dating women now or something. <laughs> Who said that Robert said that? Yeah. Remember he, that? He no. had he had a thing that I think it caught on people.com where he was on a hike and he just goes on this rant where he goes, everybody comes up to me and asks me what my dating life is. And I'm just thinking I'm going to switch to women. Yeah, that's oh, what it was. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so that was his. I think he put it on Instagram, and then People.com picked it up. And because he was he at that time, he had like some sort of clout around him. It kind of tracked, but it, I think it was mostly a uh, a joke about. I, I, I don't know. Now, do you still talk to any of the guys, Jay Ellis? Um, not a ton, but I do. I mean, I'm still aware of what's going on. Um, I don't, but no, not really. What was your opinion of Robert? In person or on the show? Uh, Both. On the show, I thought he was a lackluster first choice for Prince Charming. He had the look. I thought he was like a good looking guy, but just not a TV personality. And he wasn't media trained, I think was a big problem. They they probably should have threw him in some classes just to kind of know how to light up the camera. Um, Yeah. In person, he is really charming. (laughs) Not charming. He's very easy to talk to and unassuming and doesn't really have an ego about himself which was really refreshing because i kind of thought he during the show he blocked me on twitter (laughs) because two friends of mine jimmy fowley and tom link were making these parody videos where they kind of commented on how poor the format was for the show Mm -hmm. yeah and i would like whoever would comment or like or retweet the the original comment would automatically be blocked or banned by robert and so when he came into studio um our lead host tony goes so we have a few people on this panel who have been blocked by you. And he goes, yeah, I don't really deal with the negative people. I don't respond to it. And I just kind of block it. And in my head now, I'm like, what a healthy way to deal with the criticism 
on Twitter anyway, because I mean, I guess that's how I would handle it now too. So it, it oh, made sense. Oh, really, to me. Jay? Wait, hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. I'm sorry, Jay. Let me get this straight. You're saying that the healthiest way to deal with criticism when you're when you're on social media is to block the people. I would say to not give it the response that they're looking for. Uh, it, it, I would say, what what do you think about people who are just offering their opinion that might not be what you feel, and you they're also paying to be on your in your group, paying you a monthly service? Do you think that that's also okay? Oh, I get what you're saying. Uh, the thing is, is oh, goddamn Lori, why does she have to fucking always insert herself? I'll block whoever the fuck I want to block. It's my money. <laughs> In my opinion, uh-huh. um, it's it's a tough line to ride just because if you are paying attention to the people that are bringing you down, then it kind of is a bummer because then you're just going to constantly have that kind of stream of hate in your life. And it, I know that those comments stick with you because I, I'm very lucky, but very rarely on our YouTube comments, people would kind of come for me in the comment section when I was doing RuPaul's Drag Race. And no matter how many nice things people say, it's those negative ones that will stick with you. And you just have to remember like, okay, there's just a, a stranger that I don't know and they're talking about me like they know me. So if you can block them or mute them, then it helps, I think, your mental health. Um, but it is also bad because you're kind of creating a bubble around yourself and making yourself kind of immune to only hearing the praise and people who like you. But I would imagine for him where he was thrown into this situation where he is not the most personable guy and getting called a robot and a Ken doll, like whatever it probably, it was probably every mention that he had in his Twitter at the time was probably negative. So I'm sure he was doing it for his own mental health. Yeah. Um, uh, shit. I keep forgetting the question I want to ask. The the most inter, the most fun interview was Danique. If that tells you anything, he was really, he was really lively and funny. And I think that he just has such a good, like fun vibe about him. And I follow him on Instagram. I think that he recently had like a really, uh, positive body transformation and he's just like oh, really? living his best life yeah he he I, I, yeah huh good for him yeah oh i remember the question did you uh, did, did you by any chance get uh did they the people in the show mention or did you ask them if they knew that because that first episode he goes in quote unquote undercover did did they know that he that that was him or did they um not know they, uh, I think it's pretty much played out like it did on TV where Sam called it and, huh? and then, yeah, I think it was pretty true to how it played out on TV. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then why was it just cause the ratings were so bad or, and people just didn't like the show? Why wasn't there a second season? They were trying to cast for a Prince Charming for Prince Charming 2, they were trying to find people and there was very lack of interest. And then the network decided to bail on it because I don't think it was doing as well as they thought it was because it followed Drag Race, mm-hmm. but the numbers did not translate at all. Um, and then the uh, the rumor, I have, I, I mean, I don't know if you could get eyes on it, but, oh, no, that's a spoiler. The runner-up was allegedly going to be the next Charming Prince Charming, oh. and then he was going to have suitors, but there there just wasn't a lot of interest for suitors to come on because they they that, launched this. Uh, don't, huh? don't you think that, that runner up would have seen that coming? I mean, guys, why are we being coy? We know who the runner up and the winner is. We've talked about it already. Chad and Sam. 
<laughs> I'm Italian. I'm Italian. Um, well, I don't. I mean, are, there might be. Are there people who are listening to your recaps that have not seen the show all the way through? Uh, well, there probably are, but I, I don't think there's anybody who listens to recaps going like, I don't want to know who wins. But maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's Eric wins, and Brandon is the runner-up. Oh, there we go. So Brandon was going to quote unquote be the next Bachelor, and then have uh, people, but. Yeah, I, it's just, it's a weird format. And I don't think that they could get, like, garner the interest of guys. <laughs> the problem with the gay community, too, is finding 13 eligible bachelors who all have a pretty squeaky clean record and, you know, can... Well, they didn't even find Robert as a squeaky clean <laughs> Right. Yeah, he was a friend of a producer. So I think he got the job and then it came to VH or uh, Logo at the time. I think it came to their attention and they, they end up dealing with it for the final episode. They talk about him escorting. So it oh. is brought up on the show. And then, oh, that's what I wanted to. Did you ever find that out um, what the deal was with his company? Like, was there some money laundering or or he, was that illegal or what, what happened there? So when we talked to him, he was still going strong with that charity. And as far as I know, um, they, I don't know really what happened with it. Wasn't it like $10,000 misplaced or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't know exactly what happened there. But at the time he said that he was starting his interior design collection. And who knows? I mean, it, it might've been something in there, but I don't really have a solid idea. I, I could guess, but that's, that's the idea that I have. That's when we, when uh, this last episode, he talked about being an interior designer. So, yeah. Well, and that's what we, we asked him. I'm like, or I think it was my question. I said, where did these dates come from? Because it seemed like it was, everything was either working out at a gym or karate <laughs> or I don't know. I, I can point to like so many examples of where they were like doing gymnastics or punching something instead of. I don't know, like a traditional, like what you said, dinners out or doing like a, the typical thing of a horse-drawn carriage, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. And he said, oh, well, I didn't want to show myself or show my company or make it about me until the, the last episode, because in the last episode for the date, since we're spoiling, spoiling, mm-hmm. uh, spoiling, they paint a sidewalk in Palm Springs. So I think that's coming up. And so I think he talks a little bit about his charity then and the interior design and his company, his business, and he shares more about himself. So I think in the last episode, you actually kind of get more endeared to him, which it's kind of like too little too late, if I remember correctly. I remember uh, the like one of the episodes where they show like coming up on this season they they showed them painting and i was like is that from the show or is that are they visiting the sidewalk or <laughs> yeah what is he doing so he he said he was saving it for the guys who he most wanted to learn about him okay right well that's what he said i don't really know how much power he really had over how many dates because it's like they go on a trip to palm springs so it's like 45 minutes outside of la did <laughs> actually get, like an hour did you get the sense that he picked like the people that go home or was it like people who they felt worked better with a narrative? I got a sense that the first six were very producer heavy picked. Okay. Um, and then after that, after Paul's, because they were originally going to bring Paul back. Okay. From what I heard. And then they ended up not having the the episode count to do that. So um, I think after Paul leaves, it's kind of his choice. But I think up until that point, it was a very producer heavy, like, this is who we should get rid of. Oh, so they got rid of Paul. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, look. That's hey, probably hey. why he yelled at Robbie. Hey, hey, hey. Jay has to go. But I'm, we'll, yeah. we'll have him back. We'll have him back, Lori. But I have an important question that everyone's dying to know. 
before I let you go. Mary, was it worth it? <laughs> Talking about this show three years later, no. No. Here, here's the question. I thought I had a nice time with this uh, Jesse D'Angelo friend of yours. Why did he hate me? Jesse? Yeah. That's a question you'd have to ask him. I don't think he hates you. Lori Roggenkamp has two other podcasts. The first is the Bloody Mary podcast with Maria and Lori. And the other is called Queering Time and Space. You I want to talk about Meth Shark. those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. So you the can guy with follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at That's P-I-C-K-L-E-M-Y-T-H. Large you can follow Jobatans on Instagram at Jobatans, J-O-E-E-E-T-A-N-C. A lot of weight on your back, so it's very this hard. This has been an Afterthought Media podcast. Dan's condition stopped him doing everything. Showering on his own.